You're listening to Minutia Men. But first, take a listen to this other fine opie show. I'm Steve Baskerville. I'm Howard Sudbury. I'm going to show you my doodle. <laughs> Can you see my doodle from where no. you are? You know who else? Walter Jacobson would doodle. And his doodle one day was close to my doodle. <laughs> he, uh, so you've seen his doodle? Sure. Uh, <laughs> he's seen your doodle. He's seen my doodle more than one day. <laughs> Back to you with Howard Sudbury. And Steve Baskerville. Back to you, an OPI show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. All right, he's... Is that a yoga? Are you doing yoga? Yeah, it's downward dog. Downward dog. Yeah, that's right. not how downward dog goes. Well, I don't want to get on the. I don't want to get on the floor because that's going to hurt a little bit. Okay. So, so, yeah. uh, so, so Dave was uh, sitting here before the show, and he was, you know, getting his material together because you know this is all fully scripted. Right. We are writing this uh, <laughs> yeah. word for word. Yeah, as you can tell. Um, and he had to get up off the chair because it was too uncomfortable to yes. go sit on the couch. Well, yeah. I mean, I have been here for, what, 40 minutes maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and your chair, I mean, it's a nice enough chair. It's just like this wooden. Yeah, it's wood. It, it's yeah. a chair. Yeah, it's a chair. Yeah, and, that's what we call them, chairs. Yeah, and it, it's really not particularly comfortable. And you have the big fluffy chair. Well, I do. I'm the boss. <laughs> this is my office. This is my uh, uh, This is my domain. Yeah, so I get the shitty chair, yeah. and I and with my scoliosis that you scoff at, <laughs> it, it's sometimes difficult for me to sit in a hard chair. Okay. So I think right. that maybe... Well, maybe you should do some real downward dogs then, because <laughs> yeah. I think that's pretty good for you. Well, they don't tell you, you know, when you, they say, oh, yoga is real good for you. It hurts. So yeah. have you done it? You know, I, I did it like five or six years ago, um, and it made me, and I'm not kidding, it made me very emotional after I did it. I mean, it was like a release of tension or whatever and i didn't like that wow <laughs> yeah that so did not happened to me yeah, what, I, what when did you do yoga uh so i took a class with my wife about i don't know 10 years ago a yeah. yoga class when you were still but, young enough to be able to do yoga well no this is the thing you were not i you, could not do yeah, it it's not i mean my I, I was in i was the only guy in the class first yeah. of all and as i was looking around and these women were really flexible oh yeah they're, they're super duper flexible yeah their their legs are going and yeah and, and i just i'm not able to do that no, i am well i've become and you've actually made fun of me several times when i get out of a car it's not <laughs> you easy are, for, yeah, yeah, yeah it's not oh. easy for me to get out of a car yeah. uh so so yeah so basically i don't know where we started with this but it's a little bit more, this is uncomfortable, so let's, and we've got a huge show for us. We do. Today. We've got Anthony Scaramucci. The Mooch. Is coming back on. Friend of the podcast. When, you, when you're on <laughs> twice, you're a friend of the podcast, we've right? only had, he'll, he'll only be the second person ever to make a repeat appearance on okay. the podcast I'm after sure John cool. Records Landecker. Career highlight for the Mooch. We're yes. going to have him on later on. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be talking to him. Do you think politics might maybe uh, creep in, even though we <laughs> don't really... the whole impeachment thing yeah. that has been going on over the last few weeks. And uh, and Anthony Scaramucci has some direct knowledge of uh, 
what it's like to work in the Trump White House because yeah. he was there for 11 days. And we are going to ask him things like, I don't know, things that you can do in the White House that you can, things you can't do in the White House, yeah. for instance, and how <laughs> Donald Trump might pass the time. Yeah. For instance. Okay. Um, I did, I did, I did think of you while I was in the shower this morning. That is a sentence I never wanted to hear. <laughs> sorry. Sorry if that's going to leave a mark. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about how my bathroom living with three teenage daughters is probably considerably different from your bathroom li- living with three boys. No right? question. All right. And there, and there are lots of things in my bathroom that I have no clue what they're for, yeah. nor do I want to know what they're for. You yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just boxes of stuff with, you know, flowers on it. I, I, I don't, I don't care, but there are some benefits of living with three bathroom benefits of with living with three teenage okay. daughters. I'm talking shower gels. Okay. okay. We have an inventory that would make bath and body works proud <laughs> in our, in our, you know, in our shower. And I've been told instructed not to use any of my daughter's shower gels. In fact, my kids are even putting their names on the shower gel for real. Yeah. Um, and I pretty much completely disregard their wishes yeah. and I'm full fledged, full fledged, hey, you know, and, and they're listening now. So they're, they're, they're now. So they're going to know. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Bite me is All what right. I'm saying. But what I did, I took the liberty of putting on four different flavors of shower gel on my arms. Oh no. Uh, on my arms and hands. I'm not sniffing you. Oh, come on. Not sniffing you. Really? No, I can't. I can't sniff. Well, I, I won't put it. That okay. close. All okay, right. here you go. All, All right. right, here's my left hand. Okay. Would you like it? Yep. A little ocean breezy. Ooh, that was winter. That was winterberry dream. Okay. <laughs> Very All good. Right. Okay. Here's my left arm, and I won't get too close. You. All right. Personal space. German personal space. Um, we should ask Donald Trump. Lavender. Uh, no, it's oh. autumn chestnut. No. That wasn't even close. Yeah, we should ask. I'm not very good at this. We should ask Scarabucci why Trump sniffs so much. Well, I would like to know the answer to that. Uh, right hand. Here's the right hand. Mm. Uh, Are you liking any of these? No. Really? Um, I'm going to say that's uh, sock. <laughs> I don't know. What is that? Uh, mango cream. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, bath and body work people, the mango cream is not working very well. All right. Here's the right arm. This is really creepy. <laughs> this is super duper creepy. Um, I don't know. Orange blossom. Uh, not bad. Cherry morning glory. Okay. So of the four, which one do you like the best? Or do you just like the Dave smell? I like the I like the fruity ones. The Winterberry yeah. Dream. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, well, there you go. And uh, yeah, well, let it never be said that you're not fruity, <laughs> especially with what we just witnessed over yes, the last. Exactly. Right. Hey, you know, uh, before you started drinking out of Bluey, there, uh, did you know that we have not had sun in Chicago for the last eight days? Yeah, I. It, it, we broke like a record, right? Yeah. It's like um, like eight days in a row, no sun at all. Yeah, and you know what else? What? I didn't notice. <laughs> I must be the soulless beast that just absolutely does it. I have not noticed that. And I guess we're not going to have sun for the next eight days, and I don't really care. Yeah, I'm going to Los Angeles. Oh, time for another vacation. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. You're going to visit our 
producer, right? No, that's not going to work out. You want to know why? Mm. All right, so I am. I'm seriously going to L.A. tomorrow morning, uh. flying out there. Uh, Tony Lasano is out there right now, um, and I'm. We're going to be uh, hanging out in Manhattan Beach for lunch, which is uh, you know on the beach. And I said to Tony, you know, he's out there too. Let's have some lunch. He goes, okay, where are you, where are you going? So we'll be at Manhattan Beach. He goes, yeah, I can't do that. I'm in Beverly Hills. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Is he, yeah. what's he, what is he doing there? Is he, uh, I don't know. Is he shopping a movie, a Minutia Man know. movie? Probably. It's probably working for us. Okay. Well, so, hey, we've got, we've got Mooch calling in like 14 oh yeah, minutes. Sorry. We better, okay. we better get going. Enough small talk. Let's uh, do Minutia. You're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. All right, what do you got? Would you say, you, you'd say and agree with me that Americans are gener- generally really well informed, right? <laughs> we, I mean, we really go the extra mile to get the full facts. Oh, and there's no question. Don't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. People are Googling Corona beer virus. Amid yeah. spread of the coronavirus. Okay. <laughs> people, okay. People seem to believe that the Mexican beer may have something to do with the, dead, with the deadly virus originating from China. According to Business Insider, trends indicate a spike in Google searches for corona beer virus, beer virus, and beer coronavirus. There's a lot of morons in this world. Uh, Google trends show that between January 18th and the 26th, Searches for Corona beer virus soared by 23,000%. So people are not looking up coronavirus. They're looking up corona beer yeah. virus. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Which may be a boom to... Uh, Maybe they're just used to typing corona <laughs> beer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're just throwing the end out. So this, you know, I would imagine that the corona beer people... Probably happy with the spike in website traffic. Well, I'm thinking the Corona beer people heard this news and they're like, they're calling it what? Oh, crap. crap. Son of a. What the hell? Can't we call it Pabst? Or, (laughs) you know, give it a blue ribbon or or Budweiser, the king of viruses? (laughs) Right. I mean, come on. Yeah, illness rhymes with Guinness, right? (laughs) Yes. I mean, what the hell? Or Bud Ice Lice or something? I always think of it from the marketing point of view. I can see the marketing off. Of Corona, just just tearing their hair out. I have a friend who uh, has a, and this is a true story. She's a uh, hairdresser, yeah. and she ha- had this hair salon called Katrina's in uh, New Orleans. Okay. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Uh, and you know, it was doing great <laughs> until the hurricane. <laughs> well, you know, that's there's another story, and I'm not making this up either. Nine Eleven. There was a woman who opened up a hair. I'm not kidding. A hairdresser, you know, a boutique. Yeah. On like nine ten, guess what her name was? Uh, Osama bin Laden. It was Osama's. Yeah, yeah. So, honey, yeah. Yeah. womp womp womp. So there you go. Well, I have uh, I have a story for you that's going to make you feel better about your your uh, portliness. I don't <laughs> okay. say you're portly, but okay, you know, uh, an owl nicknamed Plump <laughs> ate. So- okay, that's just not right. You know, yeah, it's just it's. Fat shaming is what it is. Who nicknamed him? The other owls? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, an owl nicknamed Plump ate so many mice and voles, I'm not sure what a vole is, that she became too fat to fly and had to be put on a diet. A little owl, it's uh, Athena Noctua is the actual 
you know, species Brand. name. Yeah. Uh, was found in a ditch by a member of the oh. public oh. who thought she was injured. But when staff at Suffolk Owl Sanctuary in England examined her, they found out she was just extremely <laughs> obese. She weighed 245 grams on a mission to the sanctuary, which is about a third heavier than a large, healthy female little owl. But here's the good news. She's lost 30 to 40 grams, grams on a two-week diet. What kind was it? Like? Jen, Jenny Craig. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. It was, it was not Jenny Craig. It was uh, bird watchers. So, also, she now wears uh, black feathers because it's slimming. <laughs> slimming Vertical <laughs> stripes. I was going to say stripes. Very yeah. good. Yeah. All, of her outli- all of her outfits draw in at the waist, <laughs> which is much more slimming. Good, good, good. Um, so, you know, I think they're... they're and, she's only, and she's only being seen with fatter owls. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. All of her friends. Yeah, or, or, the or, or she's now the most popular girl because <laughs> <laughs> all the other owls want to hang out with her. Yeah, right. Like, uh, you want to go out with me or fatty? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet uh, Plump couldn't sit in this chair for very very long either and plump that's just me yeah that is right isn't that mean all right so what else no no we're not breaking yet we're keep we're gonna rock on baby Uh, this is this is unprecedented just keep going hey uh maybe you can do you have the nazi jingle oh yes i do here we go did dave really find another story about nazis another one uh, this is actually is a yes. Yeah, and then actually, it's about beer too. So this is perfect. Oh. Police called after. St- By the way, mm-hmm. is there a more perfect uh, uh, amalgamation of of our topics than Nazis. a Nazi beer well, story? Uh, yeah, and I got one right here. All right. Police called after store sells German Reich beer. Reich. Police in Germany are investigating a shop owner after the beer, which was labeled with Nazi era symbols. And here's a picture of it. See there? Oh, well, that's actually the, the Nazi symbol. Pretty, pretty close. It was sold by a retailer in the town of Bad Bibra. Do you know that's uh, against the law to sell anything with a well, Nazi? Uh, you, in, can't even talk about, you can't even talk about yeah, it, right? Yeah. The beer called Deutsches Reichsbrau, which oh, is German Reichsbrau, uh, was brought to public attention after local politician Goetz Ulrich <laughs> shared a photo, photo of the shop's beer display to his own Facebook page. As well as drawing attention that it is the 75th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz, too. You know? Yeah. Oh, um, my God. I didn't even think of that. Uh, now, here's the not-so-funny part. Ulrich told DPA news agency that the worst thing, the beer did good business and was sold out very quickly. Yeah. It's, it's not the worst thing. The worst thing is a slogan, which I thought was in very bad taste. Yeah. Reich beer über alles, oh, which I thought is totally yeah, uncool. Uh, what about you can't spell class without SS? <laughs> this is really in our wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, oh right. uh, Minutia Man will, uh, it's a seven hour very special Minutia Man. It's Fuhrer time. Uh, no, you know what we're going to do? Yeah. We're going to uh, do their celebrity uh, potpourri. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the jar, pulls out a name of a celebrity, and I have to tell the story. And last week he pulled out the name... Harry Carey. Harry Carey. So I have three Harry Carey stories. I'm going to give you... 
uh, just a, a, a skosh of each, and then you tell me which one you want to hear. Okay. Okay. One takes place uh, in Champaign, Illinois. Okay. One takes place in um, Chicago, Chicago Radio. And the third one takes place on the streets of Chicago. And I get one or two. What did you say? You know what? I'll give you two. Uh, well, Champagne. All right. So this is actually a two-part story. Okay. So I'm yeah. going to get three out of the deal, maybe. Uh, Anthony uh, Scaramucci yeah, on the line. Right. Uh, please hold, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. this is important. Yeah. We've got some important stuff to do here. All right. Here's the first part of it. Um, I met Harry the first time um, at a Cubs uh, a banquet, which was thrown for the Cubs uh, affiliates. And at that time, we oh, were we working had, at WPG, we, and we were airing the Cubs right. games. So I went up there with the general manager of the station, who happened to be my girlfriend at the time, who was about 22 years old, and I was 20. And she was a very attractive, blonde, blonde, right. blonde girl. And and, we, and Harry came over to the table, and Harry literally pushed me out of the way so that he could talk to my girlfriend. Yeah. You know, just like, hey, hey there, sweetie. Oh, Harry, oh, Harry. You're a good-looking gal. <laughs> ah, so that's that's okay. part of part one. <laughs> okay. Part two is we had this uh, show on WPG called Back Talk. Yeah, I remember and Dane Placco and Jay Schatz, who have... Dane Placco, who celebrated his birthday yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we these two appeared on a previous episode right, of Minutia right, Men, right. and they talked about doing this show. Well, one of the guests they tried to get on was Harry Carey. And Harry was so rude <laughs> to the producer of the show, a girl named Nancy, right. very sweet girl, sure. that she started crying because <laughs> he was so mean to her. <laughs> Harry, come on. Harry the... Carey. And this was like in the 80s when he was uh, at the peak of his game. Didn't you also have a Harry Carey? I don't want to blow your Harry Carey wand here, but don't you, didn't you have a Harry Carey story when you were walking down the street at like four in the morning okay, or something? Okay, well, that's the, that's the other story. Well, let's just right? do it. Just flop it out. All right. So um, I lived in the Gold Coast in Chicago, downtown, uh, when I was working as a disc jockey at The Loop. And walking to the station, I, which I would do all the time, I'd walk to the station at midnight, or I also was on at 4 a.m. on Sunday morning. So it, like, <laughs> That's a pretty coveted oh, show. <laughs> everybody wants that show. The Rick Show, 4 o'clock Sunday morning. <laughs> Don't miss it. <laughs> hey, I was thrilled. I was thrilled to have it. I really was. But anyway, walking to the station, I would walk right past Division Street. Where all the bars are. Where all the bars are. And Harry Carey lived at the Ambassador East Hotel, which was right there. So I saw him uh, a couple of times. Well, one time at like 3.30 in the morning, I saw Harry walking back to the Ambassador East, and I was walking on my way to the radio station, and I said, hey, Harry. He said, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a totally true story. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. I think it's time for a break, huh? I think it is time for a break. Uh, but don't go anywhere. Oh, Anthony Scaramucci right after. Oh, wait. We have to pull out a name for next week's. Uh, oh, okay. Here we go. I have absolutely no idea what this says. <laughs> that I is. Read my handwriting. Yeah. Uh, that is Burt Ward. 
Burt Ward. Burt Ward. Robin. Yeah, very good. Oh, my God. Love to hear the Burt Ward story. Okay. Well, you will next week. Okay. But uh, first, we have a break, and then we got Anthony Scaramucci. Uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, we talk all about the new Chevy Corvette C8, as only the Car Guys Report can do. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me, Lou Costable, and our man in the field, Roger Rexroad, for part one of this very special episode of the Car Guys Report a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. If you missed Lasano or Lasano and friends, here's what you missed. I feel like you go into a motel, you just search for cameras instantly. That's (laughs) got to be like your first reaction. Anywhere you intend to be nude, you should just check. I mean, you just don't be nude in a motel. Well, I no, feel no, like I, that'd be smart. I, think, I should just not true. get changed or take a shower. No, I no. think, wait, but you're, I think you're missing my point. I'm worried that I'm not going to be on camera. Mm. I want footage of me. You're the only one who wants to be filmed. Uh, unknowingly doing something ridiculous. Right, because I would be curious. Wouldn't you be curious to see what you do? No. Yeah, like just the mundane. Right. That's how I spend my time. You, sp- you spend four hours doing that? Why? As you fast forward, you go, I'm not even moving. Look at that. I am stationary for hours. <laughs> I didn't even get up and that bag just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> Where did it come from? <laughs> Radio Misfits. Get more Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever the f*** it's called. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute. With Rick and Dave. Okay, he is a, a financier, an entrepreneur, political consultant, podcaster. For 11 days, he was the communications director in the White House when they used to do these things called press conferences, daily press briefings. And he looks far too good for his age. Please welcome to the show again, Anthony Scaramucci. How are you? Uh, I'm great. I, that's that could be the best introduction ever. The last, <laughs> the last part of it I like the most. You know? Well, you well just, unfortunately, you, I was I was in the White House for 12 days too long. You know, it was 12 days more than I needed. No, it was 11 days, but it was it should have been. Uh, it should it should have not have happened. But anyway, it is what it is. We're here now. And you just turned 56. You're our age, right? Did I just turned I just turned 56. Uh, so uh, it's not my Jesus year, so I can do whatever I want. You know? <laughs> well, but, hey, before we get into the political yeah. stuff, we found out some information this week that is going to make you feel the way that Dave and I feel. Uh, and that is, are you ready for this? You got well, Brad Pitt is the same age as you are. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, I think both of you guys are probably the best looking 56 year olds out there i think don't you think well, it's just not right well let, 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 let's let this podcast run until it's a super bowl sunday <laughs> so, so look, i mean here, here here's the thing like you know it's all accidental it's all genetic you know my uh my uh my my grandfather had a full head of hair he lived a long time uh, and so i think it's, i it's not something that you can prepare for i get you stay out of the sun and you don't drink a lot of alcohol you you're going to help your body a lot. Oh, that's that last sure. part is the part that's not going to work for us. 
Yeah. How's your wife? Hasn't worked for me that well either. Yeah. How's your, say it again? How's your wife doing? You guys are doing this podcast together. Rick and I could not work with our wives, but congratulations, kudos to you for being able to work with your wife. Well, you know, the podcast got hot after I got destroyed in the White House and she <laughs> filed for divorce on me. So, you know, the, the combination of those two things made the thing like a total car crash. You know what I mean? <laughs> so there was a there was the first year, it was like tremendous rubbernecking. Like, how are these two people still together? They were trying to kill each other. But then, you know, like most relationships, there's a, uh, you know, there's a lot of love there. And, uh, you know, mistakes were made and we uh, love each other and want to keep it together. And I think you guys tell me what relationships are you aware of where the people are perfect, like in the 1950s sitcoms, you know, no, none that I'm aware of. Yeah, Donna, I think Donna Reed and Jimmy Stewart were probably the last there, one. There, right? yeah. there, there you go, right? You remember that? Her father knows best, Robert Young, you know, yeah. that whole thing, you know. That's true. So. So, uh, but, but listen, I mean, the good news about that podcast is, you know, I think she's, she's getting about 70,000 downloads uh, oh, wow. a week, which oh. is a pretty decent number. And, uh, and she loves doing it. And she sometimes lets me talk, which is <laughs> sort of cool for me, you know? Now, I, you, you mentioned runs, to us. She off... runs me over with a Mack truck every morning. That's fine. <laughs> you mentioned to us right before we started taping that, uh, you're, uh, in Arizona. Um, so, uh, you're there with uh, General Kelly, isn't that right? Yep. I'm at the Biltmore this morning. Uh, General Kelly and I have struck up this very improbable relationship. I mean, he fired me from the White House after 11 days. Uh, we sort of, I guess we were sorry at each other in the beginning, but we really didn't know each other. And um, when he left the White House last January, I called him to get lunch. And then I made him the keynote speaker at our conference in Las Vegas. And then we we went to Abu Dhabi together, and it turns out that we're like uh, Felix and Oscar from The Odd Couple. You know, we have a good comedy routine up there, and uh, we also talk a lot about a lot of relevant issues. And, of course, uh, the general's in the news this week yes, uh, saying that he believes General uh, – uh, sorry, Ambassador Bolton. And, and uh, you know, obviously I do too. I mean, you know, there's, a, there's, a, there's an op-ed that I'm about to publish. I'll send you guys the link. It's called Trump Employment Syndrome. Is it curable? Okay, yeah. and uh, and I what I write in the op-ed is that every single person that works for Donald Trump experiences the same thing, and then there's a group of people that say, okay, you know what, this isn't this isn't right, it doesn't work, and and uh, and I would I also make a statement in the in the op-ed that uh, if you're working for Donald Trump, you're equivocating on some level, you you're ignoring behavior or you're 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 allowing him to do some gaslighting and you're trying to justify it through cognitive dissonance or you know the the last vestige of a republican is the justices the tax cuts and some of the deregulation but yeah. if you're if you're if you're if you're leaning on those things and you're missing the big picture of his leadership style and the corrosive effect he's having on the constitution and what he's doing to the united states around the world in terms of weakening our hard and soft power around the world you know you're you're not paying close enough attention you're probably watching too much fox news but 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 anthony uh they 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 were so mean to the republicans by by saying that they might be influenced uh, by uh by trump uh 
being mean to them. (laughs) You know, this past week, the uh, the senators uh, got very offended by Adam Schiff saying something like, you know, the heads on the pike comment, you know, where uh, implying that if you don't stay in line, uh, Trump's going to come after you. And they were they were highly offended by that. (laughs) Poor guys, snowflakes. Yeah. yeah, You know, it's 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 all of the same nonsense. But I mean, you know, you know, you're you guys know your listeners know, but there's a group of people that probably don't know. Those are the group of people we have to go out and talk to. But but pe- people know that this isn't right. You you can't look at this. You know, Link- Lincoln said in the 50, 1856 debates with Douglas, Douglas was making a comment on the idiocy of the American people. He looks at him and says, well, you know, they, they, they may not be super educated, but they can smell a rotting cadaver in their basement. They yeah. have a good nose for knowing what's right and what's wrong. This is, this is ridiculous at this point. Um, there's also, if, you, if you're noticing, he's cut back the press sprays at the helicopter. Yes. No press conferences. Stephanie Winston, the new press secretary, is up to 34 mooches now, those being 11-day time periods, <laughs> and, and, and which is great for her, but I'm one nothing on Stephanie because I actually did a press yeah. conference. Yes, you're one up on her. And, and, and handled the press at the podium and took their questions and, you know, and talking complete sentences. Yeah. So, so, so where we are now is he's not even doing the press sprays in front of the helicopter. He's having a very hard time, uh, uh, putting sentences together, looked terrible in New Jersey the other night, couldn't read the prompter. And literally, you know, if you're a human being and you care about other human beings and you're looking at him as a human being, you're like, okay, there's something wrong medically. Yeah. Why doesn't somebody intervene and help him? So they've they've cut back now his uh, his appearances. They cut back the timing of these appearances. No press sprays. No no uh, gaggles with the press. Um, and it's it's a disgusting abuse on so many different levels because you know you know is 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 the job in the U.S. Senate really that valuable? I know uh, keeping I know. power. I mean, is it really is it really worth disavowing? Your personal integrity, your personal history, your life story, right. your family, humanity uh, for this yeah, this right. cultish sort of thing. So I, I you know, look, I, I can't figure it out. I certainly tried to help them. I made my mistakes. I've owned all of them. I can't, you know, I can't point to some of the things that I've done and say, yeah, I'm super proud of some of those things. I made mistakes. Yeah. But, but how how about sitting in there and not being able to admit that you made mistakes? Yeah. That's the thing that's the most troublesome. Well, we had you on last year, um, and you predicted that he wouldn't be impeached, which is, you know, I guess technically not correct, but let's face it, it is mm-hmm. also kind of correct. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. After Mueller, we found out he can't be indicted while he's in office, even if he commits a crime. Now we found out he can't be removed from office, even if he's impeached and even if he's guilty. He literally can go shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue. Now, yeah, well, now, remember, when we, we talked last year, it was specific to the Mueller investigation. Right. And what I said to you guys was, this guy can't even collude with his own staff. Yeah. How the hell is he going to collude <laughs> with, with the Russians? You know, So I, I knew that they weren't going to be able to nail him on that. But we had additional facts where literally, just think of his personality. It's the day after the Mueller investigation. He's on the telephone. Uh, bribing people. Yeah. There's 196 nations in the UN. You think that's the only phone call that he's had with a right? Leader? Exactly. Okay. So 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 it's it's more it's more crazy today. And 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 if you guys invite me on again next year, 
Oh, you're uh, you're on every won, week. And he's, <laughs> Anthony, and he's every Thursday you're coming on. Did you know that? <laughs> no, but that would be great. But I mean, if, if he's won the election, yeah, oh, you, I know. you realize how crazy this oh. is going to be? Oh, I know. Okay? Well, this I mean, is going to be, we can do anything we want, total lawless behavior. It'll be like, you know, J- the Jack Ryan Amazon series uh, in Venezuela. <laughs> well, you know? it's, I mean, it's going to be like that way as soon as he's officially acquitted. Um, you know, is he... Is he likely to say, whew, that was a close one. I better not do that again. Or should people on Fifth Avenue start no. bu- buying bulletproof vests? Yeah, no, no, no. There's, a, there's, a, there's an upswing in Kevlar at the, uh, at the hot dog stands on Fifth Avenue. Yeah. I mean, this, guy, this, this, this guy is a clear and present danger. But the more worrisome thing for me as an institutionalist and somebody that loves the country, has studied the Constitution, um, is the institution of the Senate, the notion that yeah. they are unwilling to see witnesses, unwilling to uh, observe facts, unwilling to recognize that even the uh, the nonpartisan government agencies that have validated the illegality right. of the of the delay in funding. OK, and so. You have clearly a crime committed. You have two articles of impeachment. One is obviously an abuse of power. The other one is obstruction. These are very, very clear things uh, that if you really want the country to have leaders that are serving the country as opposed to ruling the country, you've got you to move on this. And so, so what's happened now is we have a group of people in Washington actually think they're the ones that are, are, are running it. And, yeah. and, and, and if you read the Constitution, it's the people are supposed to be running it. You know, Voltaire once said, tell me who I cannot criticize. I can tell you who runs the state. Yeah. Donald Trump has handled himself here like Louis the 14th, where he believes he is the state. So therefore, and if you listen to Dershowitz, who is my old criminal law professor, yeah. I mean, I had a, like a vomit bag on. Oh, my okay, God. Listen, that was listen just listen pathetic. To the guy, okay. The guy, the guy's basically telling you, yeah, no, he can do anything he wants, okay? Yeah. Then he, then he sounds like a complete moron up there, so he's trying to walk it back today on Twitter. Right. Dude, there's a, ta- there's a tape of what you said. <laughs> we watched it, you. I mean, I mean you know, it's, it's not like you can say, oh, no, I didn't say that. Well, actually, you did say that. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. No. I mean, anything, anything's in the public interest, right? Tr- tr- Trump can do anything as long as it's in the public interest of getting reelected. Does that mean that I can be on Pornhub and tell my wife, "Honey, it's in the public interest"? That's why you caught me on <laughs> well, Pornhub. Well, well, now that you mentioned Pornhub, I think this is the biggest tragedy for the world, for mankind. The biggest tragedy is I don't think Trump has been laid in three years. <laughs> yeah, yeah you really. You can't get access. You can't get access to Pornhub in the White House. They got those sites blocked. <laughs> Well, you so would I know. This is, yeah. this is I wouldn't know, right? But I think this is I think this is a this is a guy, okay, that that has literally probably had not had a sexual encounter, you know, in in three years, which I think is another big problem for the civilization. You know what I mean? Someone should let him get laid at least. Well, you know what I mean? Why Melania looks so warm when next looks to so him? Happy. <laughs> well, somebody asked me. Somebody asked me the day, does my wife hate him? I said, well, look, my, my wife, yeah, my wife hates him, but not as much as Melania hates him. My wife his wife hates him. She's not even on the Olympic stand of hatred, you know what I mean? She didn't even get the bronze medal here. Oh, God. Oh, and I was going to ask you to tell us the most embarrassing thing you know about 
bottom, but I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's um, yeah. So so basically, well, just, we just, correct- just if you if you want to give your listeners uh, some insight into what happened and what is happening, have them read a very stable genius uh, by Phil yes. Rucker and Carol Leonig. Yeah. Um, that book is as accurate of anything that I have read. It has no snark in it. It's very well sourced. And there's a scene in the book where he's asking me, Rucker's asking me about Trump. I look at him and say, come on, the guy's a total act. I said, the, the weird thing about it is he knows he's an act. You know, one time I'm, I'm on the Bill Maher show. I was defending him. Uh, Stormy Daniels was on the show with me. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, and by the way, you know, th- that's another issue. Trump has probably heard the following four words, okay, that no man can recover from. You want to hear the four words? Sure. Yes. Yeah, is it in yet? Those four <laughs> words no man can recover from, okay? And after listening to, to Stormy, I'm sure that's another problem that this guy's living with, you know? But, but, oh but you know, he, he calls me and I said, hey, he says, is, is Bill Maher an act? I said, what do you mean? He goes, he doesn't really hate me that much. He's just doing that for ratings. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, look, I have no idea, but let me ask you this. I said, are you an act? <laughs> yeah, right. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm totally an act. I don't understand how people haven't figured out that I'm an act. Yeah. Actually, okay, I think Bill I mean, Maher is I mean, not an act. <laughs> I've met him. No, I, I th- Bill, Bill, Bill Maher is not an act. No, yeah. no, Bill Maher and I, I mean, one of the weird things like, you get your ass fired from the White House. You're shot out of a cannon like an Austin Powers villain, and you're thrown <laughs> yeah. into a fire pit. Uh, it's it's very bad. It's a rough experience. But but the silver lining of it is is that you know I've become friends with Bill Maher. I, I've developed a very good relationship with uh, uh, General Kelly, which uh, was an improbable relationship, and it's a relationship I'm actually very proud of. You know, he's a he's an American hero, yeah. and when you really get to understand him and his moral rectitude. Who he is as a guy, uh, it makes you it makes you proud to be an American. He's also, in addition to being a forty year U.S. Marine, a four star general, he's a gold star family member. He lost his son Robert yeah, in yeah. Iraq, and uh, and uh, you know here's a guy trying to serve the country. You read this very stable genius, you'll love Rex Tillerson. This guy's a Boy Scout, right? Uh, ran Exxon Mobil, was an Eagle Scout, and he's in the Situation Room. And because these generals have to be subservient to the quote unquote commander in chief. You know, Rex is the guy that went after him. So yeah. what, are you, what are you, crazy? You can't talk like this. Yeah, I believe he called him you a know? fucking moron, right? Uh, yeah, when he left the Situation yeah. Room, he called him a fucking moron. But, but, but uh, you know, it's not the right description of him. You got to take that to the third power because because it's, it's, it's a reckless moron on top of everything else. It's like there's, uh, you know, he, he literally believes, and Mike Bloomberg said this last week, and, I, and he really... It's either morose insecurity or hallucination where he really believes he is the smartest person on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually think if he walked into a brain surgery center, <laughs> he would look at the brain surgeon and say, you know, I'm a very stable uh, brain surgeon. Yes. Let me go in there and operate on somebody's head. I know more about this than you guys do. So, you know, you know to me, the, and the, that's where we are. That's where we are as a country right yeah. now. And so, so when is the cultish fever going to break when is the demagoguery going to end and so so demagoguery in germany lasted 12 years Hmm. Uh, in the united states last big episode of demagoguery was four and a half years that was joe mccarthy okay we're 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 in overtime now we're in our fifth year of donald trumpism and trumpist demagoguery so when are we going to get this thing to end well what does it stand for and what does it what does it even mean 
You know what? What? What if you're a, a Trumper? Other than loving Trump, what? What is? What is Trump doing? What is he? Well, what is he trying to do in the world? Yeah, you're taking cover under the uh, the judges. You're taking cover under the deregulation and the taxes. Yeah. But and 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 what it means is, and never forget this. Okay, when Trump is searching on Google and he's doing a news search. He's searching T R U M P. Yeah. He's not searching yeah. USA. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he he has been given the most sacred position of public service in the country and arguably the most important position in the world. And the only thing he cares about is, you know, what is in it for me and yeah. who's talking about me today and what are they saying? And by the way, if they're saying stuff I don't like, I'm going to use the presidential Twitter feed yeah. to light those people up. Okay. So when he went after my wife, on the presidential Twitter feed. And this is sort of a funny story because he starts, he starts attacking me and then I go after him and then he, and then he doesn't like it. So he goes after my wife. Yeah. yeah. Dude, what are you crazy? Yeah, right, and yeah. by the way, I, guys, do I look like Ted Cruz to you? Yeah. I mean, right. I'm, I'm going to take that BS from the guy. <laughs> well, yeah. And speaking of like Ted Cruz and you know, all these guys who, totally ripped him to shit during the or got ripped to shit by him right and then are now just smiling and going yeah like lindsey graham lindsey graham my god what happened to you pal so so look out for this op-ed because i write in the op-ed there is a life cycle to trump employment syndrome the first stage is you absolutely hate the guy's guts and whether it's lindsey graham myself ted cruz mike pompeo kellyanne conway everybody 2015 into 16 in the public record saying very negative things about the guy. Mm -hmm. Then you hold your nose and you go work with him and you're trying to like him. Okay. And then he puts you through this loyalty test where you have to go 13 for 10. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, otherwise, you know, you're on, you're, 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 you're out the back door. And so now you've got Lindsey Graham and these people jumping through those hoops. They will not be successful because he can never be pleased. And yeah. then what will happen is they'll get where I am, John Kelly is Mattis, et cetera, where, Okay, the guy's nuts. Can you wake up, please? The guy is nuts, and he's going to hurt the country. He's going to put us in a situation that none of us want. So is he going to win again? You got to tell me who's running against. If he's yeah. running against Mike Bloomberg, no. If he's running against Biden, it's going to be a 50-50, very close election. If he's running against uh, uh, Bernie Sanders, it'll be a 40-state landslide. Yeah. If he's running against uh, Elizabeth Warren, it'll be a 45-state landslide. They are the Jeremy and Jenny Corbyn, <laughs> Bernie Sanders and, and Elizabeth Warren yeah. of America. Okay, yeah. and so he will destroy them, and uh, the country's not ready for socialism. So, so you know, if these people would put up a moderate, uh, business-minded uh, Democrat, I think they could beat them. And that that's a great irony because the, if you look at the economic data of the economy, if this imbecile shut off his Twitter account talk nicely to people cheer led the economy and his fellow americans he'd have a 65 percent approval rate yeah you're right. he's not capable of doing that because he's a malignant guy you know so your number one draft pick would be mike bloomberg then to well, run I, I would put i would put bloomberg in there because he's a uh, you know he's a fellow new yorker even though he's born in boston he's got 50 plus billion dollars he'll spend five of them yeah. um and he'll free up um the uh the democratic uh, ground game well, because he's got so much money. Um, and the addition to that, Mike is a, uh, is a pragmatist. The problem with Mike is that he's probably not the reality television star that America wants, meaning 
we now want to be entertained by our, 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 our politicians, which I think is somewhat dangerous. You know, if you if you ask me, this has become a popularity contest more than a hiring decision. Uh, and and so, but I'm hoping that the guy acts so crazy that there's enough moderates and independents that are fatigued by it uh, that they could move in a direction of a moderate uh, Democrat. But yeah, I just again, want, Bernie it, Sanders or Elizabeth Warren, he's going to win again, huge. Yeah. And then you know he'll have a mandate. You know, imagine him with a 40 state landslide. Um, you know, and 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 then he will have escaped the Russian collusion issue. He will have escaped literally bribing a foreign uh head of state yeah to uh, um and 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 look out well thanks for uh bringing us down hey, yeah man. thanks a lot uh, anthony Every- and i are both on cots right now we've got the <laughs> little uh the little terry cloth uh <laughs> right right it's like, on our it's like doctor, you, you, you've got the visual of him riding the atom bomb out well thanks for being on the show yeah, uh, seriously on, it's been wonderful yeah. hey, keep in one. touch anthony thank you very much buddy is it in <laughs> That is that is that is the most brutal takedown <laughs> I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just having a vision of Donald Trump trying to get on Pornhub. And go, Son of a! <laughs> no wonder he's so mad all the time. <laughs> get him a woman. Oh my gosh! Thank you, Anthony. Wow. Yeah. Hey, you know, special thanks to another Anthony. Anthony Lasano. Oh, yeah. Yes. Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. He's the executive producer of the show. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week. With another new episode of... The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? This week on Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview, we talk with... Anthony Scaramucci, the mooch. We saw you just turned 55 years old. Dave and I are both also 55. You look much better than us, buddy. How do you do it? Okay, so that's hair tie and Botox, fellas. Okay? I mean, that's the key, okay? Now, I was using Cuban leader black, but it looked terrible on, on TV, so the color now is Latin American dictator brown. <laughs> Minutia Men, Celebrity Interview, an Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead, it just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, stay tuned, Rock on TV. Now at the Museum of Broadcast Communications, from bandstand to gaga, let's rock on TV. For info and tickets, visit museum.tv. Coming to the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, That's us. I'm Kimmy. I'm Sam. And I am Tommy right here. We're going to talk about Florida men. We're going to talk about paranormal stories. We're going to talk about uh, city stuff. Sex talk. Sex talk. And sex talk. And yeah, sex talk will come up. But only if it's brought up. We got to keep that on the DL. So come meet your new friends with and friends on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, RadioMisfits.com, and Opie Production.